1: Hello and welcome to the Motormouth Podcast with Harry Benjamin and Tim Sylvie. This is the place where we meet some of the biggest names in and around motorsport, chat about their lives and everything in between. This week we are joined by a former Formula One racer and current WEC driver. He's raced alongside Lewis Hamilton, Nico Hülkenberg, my beloved Paul DeResta, and more to name a few. All the way from Holland, the king of banter himself, Guido van der Gaard, joins us this week on the show to discuss F1 being back on our screens as well as the ups and downs of his own racing career. Thank you so much to you guys who continue to download and listen. If you like it, please do leave us a review. It really helps us to get bigger and enjoy.
0: Welcome to episode 32 of the Motormouth podcast. And before we introduce today's guest, I need to head to Essex where I find my co-host in the English county that's home to Borley Rectory, England's most haunted house with reports of floating nuns and headless figures for over 200 years and while we're on the subject of things that are old Essex also has a remarkable 14,000 listed buildings with a thousand of them grade one or two however that is not what's important today in Essex my friends today Essex is important as it's home to the extraordinary the exceptional the elongated Harry Benjamin how are you uh wow thank you Tim always a pleasure with your introductions um, I think I'm very
1: good I think that haunted house might actually be near where I live because there is House opposite from where I live, which was used in a horror film once. So really? That was it. Mm. Um but yeah, I'm all good. Just like F1's back, excited, yes. sort of things are getting kind of back to I mean it's not normal, but it's some sort of normal. Um it's just yeah, it's just good to be sort of back and seeing actual race cars live on a track. That was cool. So yeah. buzzing from that and it was a great race as well. Amazing race. Um, but no, apart from that,
0: just tick it over. You've got the good news. You've had the baby, haven't had you? Had the baby. Had the baby. Yeah. She's, uh, she's now a week old. Um, so um, we are you getting it into a car? Uh, as soon as humanly possible. Well, she's yeah. actually already been in a car a few times, to be fair. And uh, <laughs> and we're going away to Kent, uh, the Kent coast tomorrow for a few days. Nice. So a little, little holiday. But she's great. She sleeps through the night. Um she just sleeps. She poos, she sleeps. She sleeps some more. It's it's a breeze. Um, so um so far so good and our other two boys don't sleep. So this is a this is a very oh. nice change. Um so she chilled with me and watched the F1 um from Austria which was nice. I had a beer on the go with her you know park next to me watching um, lando do his thing so yeah Perfect. it's it's good now listen shall i introduce today's guest yeah let's do it so today we are joined by guido van der Garde, a man who you'll know from formula one and the world endurance championship he hails from holland and found himself on a fast track to racing stardom after starting his career in karts before progressing through formula renault formula 3 what was gp2 before moving up to the pinnacle of racing in formula one since then he's a regular in the world endurance championship and did you know he's also a savvy businessman and runs his own real estate company. It's a joy to have him here. Guido, welcome to the Motormouth podcast.
2: Thank you very much, guys. Nice introduction. <laughs>
1: How are you getting on, Guido? How is, uh, you're in Holland at the moment, aren't you? So how's uh, lockdown been and this sort of elongated off-season been for you? Well, to be honest, quite good. Um, I mean, the lockdown, of course, we, we, uh, we had some uh, uh, we had
2: some stuff that everything was closed and so we couldn't do nothing for, for some comp- couple of months. But to mm-hmm. be honest, the last few weeks, actually a month has been quite good. Everything has been open. Um, restaurants start to get open again. Uh, even the clubs, you can come in, have a drink and have to sit on, uh, on, on a chair. But uh, <laughs> at least you can come in. Yeah. And l- it looks like life is getting started again. So that's, uh, that's pretty good.
0: It's been, uh, yeah. it's been really odd here. We, we've only just sort of started relaxing our um, lockdown. And as you probably saw in the news, uh, parts of London last night and, and, and over the weekend were complete chaos. Mm. Um, mm. So um, it's, it's an yeah, interesting I, time. I, I,
2: can, I can imagine, you know, because after so many months, uh, so how long has it been? It's like four or five yeah. months doing nothing. Yeah, Everybody's bored. Everybody wants to do something. Everybody wants to get started again with the life. And, and enjoy and, um, and and I can understand and of course but on the other hand you know everybody needs to be a little bit careful and and, and, and stick to the rules but at least you need to have a, have a
1: bit of fun as well yeah yeah exactly absolutely. I think uh, that's very well said well let's uh, let's switch up and talk about you and, and your racing career let's start off with sort of taking us back to the start really and how, how it all began do you remember that first time you, you got into a kart and, and how it all came about
2: uh, yeah, of course, of course. It's been uh, it's been of course a little bit a little while, but to be honest, I still remember uh, the day it was yesterday. But uh, it was it was a cool time. I mean, my father used to be a, a race driver when he was younger, uh, but of course he had no money. He had to stop and had to start his own business. Um, uh, when we when I was young, we were always watching Formula One races, and we were very enthusiastic about it. And yeah, once I got eight years old, nine years old, he said, uh, "Well, you want to do some go kart?" And I said, "Yeah, why not? Let's give it a try." So uh, we did a couple of uh, runs, and then later, uh, later on, two months, three months later, he uh, he bought me a go kart, and from there we we started, and yeah, it was a pleasure. It was good fun. We were starting to uh, to drive every two uh, every uh, two times a week on Wednesday and on 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 the weekend. From there on, once it started to go well, we started to go racing. Uh, Get more experience with that. Two years later, I won the Dutch Championship. So, um, yeah, we saw straight away that there was a, a, a bit of talent and uh, and that I really enjoyed it. So,
0: I mean, it was, uh, yeah, good fun, to yeah. be honest. Do, do you remember um, when it became more than just good fun and you thought, this is something I can I can do as a career?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, when you are 12, 13, 14, 15, it's just, it's just fun. And, and of course, you, you enjoy it. You go over uh, all of Europe. You, uh, when you were 16, you started to go even worldwide. Went to Canada. We went to race in Japan. So we started to get already quite serious. And um, but I, to be honest, to, when I started to be become a, a world champion in 2002, and it was the, the highest level in go kart. Um, we were racing with uh, with big 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 guys yeah, who later on. Uh, Won a couple of world championships as well in Formula One. And uh, uh, yeah, from there on, I said, look, my goal is to reach Formula One and um, uh, let's go for it. And um, uh, it, it took a while, but uh, on the end, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I reached my goal. And that was, the, let's say, the most important thing.
1: And obviously, F1, as you say, w- was the goal. In 2006, you joined the McLaren Young Driver Program. How much of a milestone was that, and how how, do, how did it uh, help you in, in your career?
2: It was amazing to be uh, one of the McLaren uh, young guns uh, guys, and and, and uh, you know Lewis was there. He saw, he, they have been working with him uh, for a while now. Um, uh, yeah, they got him into Formula One as as well quite soon. Uh, but the program was, was very good. They were one of the first who started programming with uh, with the simulators. Hmm. So we did a little work with there. Um, uh, we did uh, we quite a, a bit of training there. I started to live in England as well, in Weybridge. Nice. It was uh, quite a, a, a cool place to, to live. And it was, uh, for me, uh, let's say, the, the next step that I could move on. Because before that, uh, they were, we were always looking for uh, what to do. Uh, because the thing is, in, in go-kart, you can run more or less, let's say, every day. Well, mm. When I was living in Italy, it was like maybe three to four times a week, which is quite a lot. But once you go from go-kart to racing, and that's the most important, or the, the most difficult thing is that you're not able to drive every week, but you're able to only drive every two weeks, and then you only have a race. Mm. So next step to that, you need to adapt your life, you need to start training in the gym, you need to do some other exercise than, than, than racing. And that took a, bit, a little while for me to understand the whole thing to, to to work on uh on yourself next to the to, to the races and uh, I think McLaren helped me a lot to to find a good structure in life and um, yeah that was a good experience.
1: And did that lead to you? Did you get a chance to test the F1 car? What was that first bit of F1 machinery that you were able to get in and feel that pure performance?
2: No, it was for McLaren. Was mainly uh, to do a little simulator work. Um, on the end, uh, we were not able to uh, to do a Formula One test. Unfortunately, <laughs> I wish to uh, to have been doing that. But uh, yeah, things uh, was it was a bit later. I think in 2008, I had my first experience of Formula One. Um, because we won the uh, World Championship, uh, the 3.5 uh, World Series Championship mm-hmm. from Renault, and it was an amazing year. I won uh, six six races that year. I was already before the last race. I was already champion. Um, and uh, because you win the championship, you got a test in in Barcelona with the with the Formula One team of Renault. And uh, yeah, that was an amazing experience. Although it was a bit tough because. Um, that year they had like uh pk and, um, and alonso in the car ah. and uh, they <laughs> built the car around them and those guys are fairly small and i'm of, I, I'm, I'm quite tall so I, I didn't really fit in the car <laughs> <laughs> so every time when you were braking your knees start to hit the 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 and uh, yeah it was it
0: was quite painful but on the end, when you're driving, and the other lean, it's uh, it's helping a lot. Can you can you uh, talk us through what it felt like that first time you got inside a Formula One car and that sort of visceral raw experience? And that, was it just unlike anything you've ever driven before?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you 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 exit the pit lane, uh, you press the pit limit button, and and you hit the throttle, and you suddenly feel all the all the G force in your neck, and it's like holy shit! what, what is this? <laughs> you know, it's just just. It's amazing. It's not, not, but after that, it's not only the power you, you, that, that you feel that's amazing, but also the corner speed. And the most difficult thing was to judge the first few laps where the corners are. And what I mean with that is like, you know, I've been racing all these series before without power steering. And Formula One has power steering, so the reaction time is much quicker than you're used to the other series. So every time you brake, you start to brake late, and you start to turn in. But every time you turn in too early because of the power steering, you know. <laughs> so it was, um, it was, yeah, it was quite a difficult uh, first few laps. But uh, once you get used to it, uh, yeah, it's, it's all nice. I
0: mean, uh, the the corner speed, the high speed corners, was just amazing. And pe- people talk about the braking, don't they? they? They they always say one of the most incredible things about a Formula One car is is the way it brakes. Um, I guess that also was something you had to get used to
1: yeah it,
2: it was of course yeah, you, it breaks you, you arrive much faster and you stop much quicker um, but for me the, the the most impressive thing was the the high speed corners the, the the way you could go through them uh, the way I, and, then, and how fast it was just you know another step that i was not used to and uh, it took a while but after that i think after the day i was quite happy with the, with the first first run i did and um, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good experience. And on the end, uh, the times
1: were not so bad. So uh, it's good fun. Was there any hope at that time that, you know, a Formula One race seat might not be too far away because obviously 2013, that is when you get your first full-time race seat. What, what was happening in those years between obviously you then progressed up to uh, what, Formula Two, what was then GP2. Uh, talk us through those years and sort of balancing that and also knocking at the door of Formula One, having had that F1 test.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, uh, I was very close to a seat with, um, with BraunGP. GP oh. Uh, for the, for the year, uh, after because, uh, you know, the, 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 yeah, the team <laughs> was for, <laughs> for sale, um, uh, and my, my, my backers, uh, my sponsors, they were in talk with, uh, with Ross Braun to, to do the team together and, uh, um, but uh, yeah, they said, look, if we do that, we will help you. But we need to put the uh, one Dutch driver in next to Jensen. And in the end, it didn't work out. It was a big, uh, big disappointment because I think, uh, you know, to join that team that year would have been great for my career, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it was, it was like, like it was. And I had to do uh, a couple of years in GP2. Now it's called F2. Uh, more than I, than I, I, I wanted uh, because every time I had a great season, especially in in the third year, I did. Uh, I supposed to either win or be second in the championship. And in the last race, all went to uh, to shit, to be honest. And I finished fourth in the championship. And uh, yeah, the year after, I decided to to quit F two um, and to focus on Formula One. I got a, a contract with uh, with Katram to be as a, as a reserve and third driver. Um, But on that year, they struggled to find uh, a top driver in their GP2 team, so they decided to put me in. Uh, So I had to do another year there, and uh, the team was still building up. Um, So it was tough on the beginning. I mean, we were struggling a lot on the beginning of the year, but after a while, we got a decent setup. We won a couple of races. And, um, and then towards the end of the year, I got uh, a lot of, uh, of let's say, five to six times uh, a possibility to drive on the FP1 on, on the Formula One uh, tracks. So pre-practice one. Um, and I did very, very well. The team was very, very happy and pleased with uh, the progression I made during the season, the, the things I did with the uh, GP2 team. But then uh, I deserved the uh, seat in in 2013, and um, yeah, then my dream came true. Let's say.
0: Yeah, yeah. And ha- how was your mindset at this stage? Obviously, you've had the knockback with Braun, Fine, get over that. You you make it to Formula One. You get your full time race seat. It's not the quickest car in the world. It's not the quickest no. car on the grid. That's for sure. No how how did that affect you was it frustrating or were you buying into the bigger picture and thinking we're just building something here let's let's, let's just see what happens how how are you dealing with that
2: that's a good question um uh, it was tough tough the first uh, four to five races uh, the results went uh, a lot up and down of course i had a teammate who um who i knew from the past because he was also my teammate in gp2 and he had already one year experience of formula 1 and um uh, sometimes uh, uh, he did a much better job than I did, uh, sometimes I did a better job than he did, but he was more consistent during the first few races. And I was very frustrated after four or five races that after 20 or 30 laps, you got uh, passed by, uh, by Sebastian Vettel with a blue flag. <laughs> <laughs> and, a few, and, and a few years before, we were still teammates in Formula 3, and uh, we were uh, very close to each other by lap times, and suddenly this guy was now three and a half seconds quicker than me always. So it took me a while, uh, but then I said to myself, "Look, the only thing what I can do is to beat my teammate. My teammate has the same car, he has the same equipment. So uh, let's get on with it and, and and fight as much as possible." And it started to get better, it started to be more consistent. And yeah, the second part of the 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 the, the so I call it the season was very very good for me. I, I beat it. Charles' uh, peak quite a, quite a lot, and uh, I think. Uh, I think it did a very good job and I was happy with, with the end of the season. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was nice, but of course I wanted more, you know. I've been racing with uh, all those guys from the past, uh, with Lewis, with Nico, uh, with Sebastian. And, and with a lot of, of, of those guys in go-kart, we started when we were 13. We, we know each other from there on and, uh, you know, if they are in the front and they can win championship. I am also able to at least eh, with a good car to finish in uh, in the top ten or top five. So I decided the year after to go to to Sauber to uh, to be there the 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 third and reserve driver with an option to have a race seat in 2015. And um, uh, of course it was a step back eh, from a race team seat to uh, to suddenly to be a test driver again. But I knew that if I do do a good job there and the team will, uh, will will like me and the way I work. I'm sure that I will have a big chance to to race again in 2015. And, uh, uh, it it nearly happened, but uh, it went all to shit, to be honest. But uh, yeah, it it was it was um, um, the thing that I wanted the most is just to to show myself that I'm able to uh, to reach a, a point to show myself that I'm quick enough and not only drive in the back.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. You look back at, at the sort of the end of your, of your F1 career, obviously not the way anyone wants a career. You don't want your career to end <laughs> in the first place, but obviously wow. yours was very publicized as well. Um, yeah. I, you know, across all the tabloids, more so than any other F1 driver, my, my experience. Uh, we, obviously, you probably would have liked to stay in F1 longer, but do you regret anything that happened in your F1 career? Or are you, you happy with sort of, you did, you did the best you could with what you had?
2: Mm, no, I think I did, did the best I could with what, what I had. Um... Uh, i wanted to race i wanted to to show myself how good i, I am and then to to uh, to measure myself with the best in in front of the in front of the, the all the all the trouts um i got a shot with Sauber. i signed a contract there and then they decided to they decided to put two other drivers in with with uh, more money um uh, because the the team was struggling money-wise and um, for me that was a very big disappointment so I decided to, to go with my backers and sponsors uh, like look guys I have a contract uh, I signed a contract much earlier and I wanted to race so we had to go um, yeah, all the way That was the only thing to, to at least reach um, uh, to, to reach something because I, I was all the time in my head I, I was super fit I was willing to give everything that season but and in the end it it turned um, it turned out that um yeah, i had no no contract or let's say no 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 seat that season they bought off my contract and i was sitting home in 2015 and that was um, to be honest a very very tough period because um yeah you know suddenly you had to see all the races from from home uh, you had no nothing to do uh, you had no goal no 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 uh, uh, no, no racing anymore. So um, yeah, that was a very tough period in my life. Um, um, but uh, yeah, on the other end, it's still, it's, just, it's still a pity that I couldn't show myself uh, in, in in a decent car that the, that year. The the, the Salvo at the beginning of the year, they had a quite a good car. Um, so it was a pity, yeah, to to be honest. But um, we won all the court cases. We won all the cases, but on the end, uh, I had no race seat. And, yeah. uh it, yeah, it was like
0: this. It was yeah. like this. It's, a, it's obviously a, a low point for you personally, um, you know, having to drag things through courts, but, but mainly not, not driving for that year. However, it did all change. And um, 2016, you're back racing. How did the World Endurance Championship come about?
2: Good, good, good. It was, um, you know, I was, I was even doubting into the end of 2015 what to do. Because I was without uh, uh, racing nearly one year. Uh, of course, that year, I, I was quite lucky because I got a good job with uh, with Pirelli. I was doing a lot of development for the Formula 1 and GP2 tires. I was still testing a lot. Um, uh, but still, had in my mind, look, guys, I'm young. Uh, I'm still fit. I'm still sharp. I'm sure I can show myself uh, somewhere that I'm able to do a good job. So we were looking around to, um, to see several options in the end of 2015, and... Uh, we looked at DTM, we looked at the, DM, looked at the uh, uh, World Endurance Championship and the European Le Mans Series. And um, then I got a very good, a very good effort from Yota from uh, Offer, sorry. And uh, I decided to uh, race with uh, Harry Tinknell and Simon Dolan, two English drivers, uh, to do the European Le Mans Series. And um, yeah, in the end, it was a very good decision. We won the championship in 2016. Uh, I think it was a, a, a bit of a game changer for me because suddenly... You come from a Formula One car, you jump in a car that's a little bit slower, but it was a very good, fun fun car to drive. But you had suddenly teammates that you had to work with. And normally, you always had teammates that you were against, you know, you had to beat them. So the first few tests, um, I had to, to adapt myself uh, because, uh, you know, always you want to be the fastest and the quickest and the most time on track and the most time to drive on and then to do the testing the first day of testing uh, we were with uh, three drivers and I jumped in at one o'clock in the, in the afternoon because they did the morning Yeah, I was like what, what, what the fuck is this <laughs> well, why, 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 why I cannot drive I need to, to drive come on I never drove this
0: I've come from Formula 1 so, do you not know who I am
2: yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> so it, was, it was it was a little little game changer but I have to be honest that uh, Harry Harry Thingno, he's, he's a good friend now uh, super lovely guy I, I really like him and yeah, he helped me a lot to understand the whole world of endurance racing, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I dialed in quite well. Uh, we won the first race uh, straight away in Silverstone, and then on the end of the year we won the championship. And uh, yeah, that was a, a good year and a nice, nice comeback to be honest in in racing.
1: Yeah. Mm. The World Endurance Championship has certainly proven to be quite a, a, a really good championship, especially for to showcase to allow drivers to showcase. You know that the, their skill and and really helps uh, their career sometimes after after it's, um, you know mixed results in Formula One. But you were racing an LMP two car, that's right, isn't yeah. it? What's, yeah. What are the main differences between that and a Formula 1 car?
2: Um, well, that year was quite big. Uh, now we're racing the, the new LMP2 cars. Mm. Um, and to be honest, they are really fast. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's, I think they're one to two seconds slower than F2. Um, in Silverstone, we were in qualifying only one second off uh, compared to the qualifying in, in Formula 2. Um, so it was, um, uh, it was, it was, to be honest, a very, very, it, it is a very quick car. Uh, it's a very nice car to drive. I mean, that, 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 what I mean is it's like the downforce level and the power level. Um, and of course you have to do it with, with teammates. And, and that's, that's what I like. I mean, um, I, I, we have a great team now, uh, but, uh, uh a guy who owns a lot of supermarkets, Fritz Reneert. he owns Jumbo supermarkets in Holland. He, uh, I started to work with him in 2008 and uh, he's also sponsoring Mark Verstappen and he's doing a lot of sports sponsoring as well in Holland and he's a lovely guy and uh, he's really passionate about racing and I tried to help him as much as possible because um, he's uh, 52 years old and uh, he's our, let's say, gentleman driver in our category and um, so I'm, I'm not only racing myself, but I'm also coaching him, trying to understand and that yeah, that he's getting faster, quicker, uh, managing the traffic, uh, managing the, the 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 car because it, it is a quick car. And uh, yeah, we're having a lot of good fun and good times. And I think this year or this season we did uh, so far uh, very very well. We won a race. And we finished one time third on the on the on the in Silverstone and. Um, yeah, it was, it, it, uh, we're having a lot of fun, and uh, I, I love, I love to, to race with him, to, to be honest.
0: Now, um, I'm keen to get your thoughts on Formula One. We've just had um, the return of racing, thank God, in uh, Austria over the weekend. Um, yeah. You commentate yourself um, on the Formula One. What, what's your take on modern Formula One? Um, uh, presumably you watch a lot of it. Uh, what do you think about it these days? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, those cars are really fast. I mean,
2: uh, you know, I was racing in 2013 and those cars, uh, especially the cars where, where I drove in, was, uh, was quite uh, bad sometimes, quite difficult to drive. But uh, nowadays, you see the cars are on rails. You don't see them moving, especially the Mercedes. They, they did a really good job. Um, and yeah, it, it, it of course, uh, to be honest, the, the last few years, it's been a bit, a bit boring because there was only one team nominating... Uh, winning races winning championship uh, they did the best best they could um, but i think this year is going to be a, a more interesting year especially because um, the teams are much more closer uh, the, the rules are still the same um, uh, and i think it's going to be a, a, a nice year let's say
1: now, obviously, you're a big supporter of, of Max Verstappen. Who, mm. who is your, um, you know, is it Max, is your, is your one to watch or is there another superstar that you think is worth keeping an eye on this season? Well, for me, uh, uh, Lewis Hamilton,
2: uh, mm. uh, he's, the, he's the one. Uh, I mean, I've been racing with him all my life until I was uh, 30. Uh, we started in go-kart. We met each other when we were 13. Um, and from there on, I saw already straight away he was super talented, super focused. Uh, he had a good background with McLaren people there, you know, uh, and he made the most out of it. Um, and, and the funny thing was, in in the lower series in 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 cars like from Renault, from three, he was okay. But the faster the cars start to, to become uh, now you nowadays also in Formula One, the quicker he he's he's, he's uh, he is and. It's very nice to see. I mean, uh, I think he's one one of the the the, um, the, the biggest competitors I ever raced with, and for me, he's one of the the best drivers in the world we ever had. And of course, uh, um, I never raced with Max Verstappen, but I know him very well. I know Jos very well because Jos was tuning my go kart engines when I was when I won the, the world championship in go kart in two thousand two. No, Uh I, I made a um, uh, I spent a lot of time with the family. I spent a lot of time with Max. He was only that year 3 4 years old and I know that no, I know them very very well and I know Max uh, how good he is and I think he has the same level as as Lewis. Uh but uh, unfortunately the cars are not close enough yet this season. Mm. So uh, I like to see I like to see them more closer and 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 to see them battling because I think that will be amazing for for everybody uh on, on, on to see the race with with them battling in front of you
0: when we have the uh the rule changes finally come in and and uh the car's are going to look very very different do, do you think that's going to have a big impact on on the racing are we going to see a little bit closer a car's going to be able to get closer to the car in front i
2: hope so i hope so um you know the, the they, they they made some changes or changes already a couple of years ago um i think it helps but it was not not enough uh, but I think the new rules; it will it will be very good for Formula One because we need more excitement, we need more overtaking. Uh, although, don't forget that yesterday race was already uh, or that last weekend race was already quite interesting, and uh, it was um, a lot of things were going on. So I think the 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 the, the whole field is already more close than than
0: ever. Mm-hmm. I think that that's already good for Formula One, but. Uh, for sure, I'm looking to the new rules. I, I think we should just race in Austria every weekend. And uh, thank God <laughs> we're going there again this week. The only thing I was thinking was, and I was listening to Jenny Gow, who who incidentally uh, was on this show a few weeks ago, but she was talking on Five Live um, about next uh, the race coming this weekend in Austria again and having to go through FP1, FP2 on the Friday, is it, what's the point? Is there a point? Do you think they'll change it up a little bit or will they just continue as a normal race weekend?
2: No, I think they will continue as a normal race weekend because um, you, know, you, you never know what's happening. Uh, you mm. know, it, it, maybe the, the, the weather's changing, maybe it's starts to rain. Um, I'm sure that some teams will come up with some updates. Uh, they were not sitting still for the last uh, few weeks in the factory. Uh, they will bring new updates, uh, new parts. Um, they have to test it again on FP1, FP2, and take it from there. But uh, uh, yeah, I think it's 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 going to be hopefully again an excited race um, because I really enjoyed the race last last weekend, and um, uh, I think it's going to be again an, an, a nice race because you, when you see the midfield, it's very close, mm. uh, but still. Still, guys, uh, the Mercedes needs to go a little bit slower, Yeah, yeah a little bit.
0: Do, do you think, <laughs> are we yeah. going to see another podium full of Mercedes cars? Do you think, oh, well, I mean, Lewis wasn't in the end, but what's your top three? Who do you expect to take the podium in this coming race? Uh, I think Lewis is a little bit angry, a little pissed off. So I think he's going
2: to win that race. <laughs> Uh, I know him, I know him uh, quite, quite, quite well, and, and, and uh, yeah, you know, after the weekend, like like, like last weekend, he's, he's a bit pissed off, and he's like, fuck, okay, now I'm going to hammer it down and show you who I am. And um, I hopefully uh, Red Bull is doing well, so I, I expect that Max uh, is also angry, especially after what happened last weekend with, with no points, so he's going to be second. And then the way I put on, on third, uh, maybe Bottas, because he's still in a, in a nice flow from last weekend.
0: Yeah, we'll hold you to but that. We'll Yeah, we'll be sharing those. Okay, good. Um, Guido, do you have
1: uh, an idol? Have you had an idol, racing or otherwise, a hero that someone you've looked up to over the years?
2: Um, yeah, when I was younger, it was Artel Senna, Michael Schumacher. Mm. And uh, those were, uh, yeah, of course, the, the, the guys that you looked up to. Um, um, I was lucky to to meet Michael and uh, spend a bit of time with him. Uh, very lovely guy. And look, uh, unfortunately, I have never met Senna. Uh, uh, I, I really would have wished to 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 meet him. Uh, but he was a big inspiration for my career, but a lot of for I think for a lot of people, you know, he think was a very special guy with with special talent. Um, and also his story, what he did, uh, the way he, he did things in, in his career, but also next to the racing. Um, yeah, he, had a, he was a, a good guy, let's say.
0: Mm. Now listen, um, it's, uh, it's time to change things up a little bit here, Guido. This is the important part of the interview. Um, we are going to introduce you to our very famous quiz. I will pass you to my illustrious co-host to introduce you to Moto <laughs>
1: Yes, Q Music, Guido van Garde. welcome to Motor Mouths, the hardest quiz in motorsport. Uh, now, I have got uh, four questions for you, plus a bonus question. There are 13 points up for grabs. Uh, we, just, we love an odd number. Um, at the moment, in first place is Martin Plowman, second place is Brendan Hartley, uh, and third place is Ollie Webb. They are currently uh, t- filling out the top three at the moment. Um, okay. Bottom of the list is uh, Karun Shandhoff. Still half of points, Ugh. so uh, you've got him to beat. Um, yes. So I'm going to ask you these questions, and basically, hopefully, they're all to do with you, roughly, in your career. So that should help. Um, okay. Let's roll on with question number one, Guido. During your year racing for Caterham in 2013, what was the highest race position you achieved? Uh, was P13 in Budapest? Was it P13? Uh, <laughs> oh, he <laughs> said it so P-13 confidently.
2: P14. I don't remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, what, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you how many? I'll give you two and a half for that one yeah, because okay. it, it was in Budapest in Hungary. So you got that as well. Two and a half points out of three. Okay, question two. Caterham were initially called Team Lotus and debuted in 2010, but who were their main two drivers? Uh, It was um, Jarno Trulli
2: and it was Heike Kovalainen. Oh, round of applause.
1: Full points on that one, okay. Question three. In what year did Racing Team Nederland, your your current team in the World Endurance Championship, in what year did they first compete in the 24 Hours of Le Mans?
2: This was the year before I raced with them. So it was 2017.
0: Oh, he's he's on on fire. fire. He's looking good. He's on it.
1: Okay, right. We're going to play you a little clip now. And have a listen. And I want you to answer um, who's talking in this clip. And what are you talking about, Eric? Have a listen. Oh, I don't know. My da- it's what it's does that mean? A, it's a, An, a, it's a, okay, it's not so bad. No, it's not oh, few. So <laughs> Any ideas who's talking there? You're in that clip. You're talking to somebody. There's a bit of uh, bleeping out there. What's going on? Do you think? Um,
2: I don't know. I think I'm something swearing, but uh, <laughs> I think those are the guys from Sky.
1: Yes. Correct.
2: Um,
1: um, Who's the guy that uh, does the notebook?
2: Yeah, exactly. Ted Kravitz. Yes. There yes. we go.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, so you chatted to Ted about Dutch swear words, basically. Uh, uh, exactly. I remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll give you the full points. I'm feeling, I'm feeling quite uh, generous today. Okay. Bonus question for you. Mm-hmm. What position did you finish the 2013 Formula One World Championship in? Last <laughs> no, you're wrong. What? No? Really? You weren't. You were 22nd out of 23. You beat Max wow. Chilton. Ah, oh, Chilton. Wow, really? oh, yeah, you beat Chilton. Okay. So not uh, the bottom. Not, that's a good
0: one.
1: Okay, not I, the bottom. I, I, I okay, right. right let me do the maths. Oh, poor yeah. old
0: Max in in the Marussia.
1: Yeah. Oh. <sighs> well, Guido, it doesn't matter that you were uh, second to last in F1 because let me just do the maths again. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It feels good. You have shot up the leaderboard and you have taken third place. So Guido van der Garde, you are third in the hardest quiz in motorsport. And we've had some big names on there. We've had Ido Mortara, <laughs> Will Buxton, Boemi, David Coulthard could only manage 14th.
0: So uh, you've done Not very bad. well there. Thank you, Guido, Thank you, Guido, for playing Motormouth. Well done. Good result. New person on the podium. That's what we like to see. Now listen, Guido, yeah. if, if you had access to a time machine where would you go back to in your career? Would you change anything or is there any advice that you would have given your younger self to change what might happen in the future? Well, I'm, not, I'm not going back because, you know, it doesn't make any sense.
2: Uh, life goes how it goes. Um, and the most important thing to, to give advice to the, to the young people is to follow your heart, to follow uh, your goal, uh, to have a goal uh, and to go for it. And uh, uh, when you are... Uh, um, Pushing hard for it, and you find good people around you, and you believe in yourself because that's the most important thing. And you have the results you were reach to go. Yep. And, uh, and, and and I'm and I'm sure of that. And uh, uh, you know, don't look back.
0: Always look forward. Has no sense to look back and, um, and 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 go from there. You you're uh, are you still working with some young drivers? I know you've done some in the past. You've looked yeah. after a few guys. Are you still doing that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm coaching now. Uh, um, on managing actually a, a young guy in go-kart. His name is Thomas Tenbrinke. Uh, last year he won the world championship in, in junior, so he's a he's a good guy, very quick. Um, uh, so hopefully he will uh, start racing a car soon. I think uh, next year we're looking at it at the moment. And uh, yeah, I think he has the potential to to do very well, and uh, and I hope to to reach a, a high level with him. Uh, but we take it from, from each year, you know, yeah. we, we we look at it, uh, results, how things are going, what are the, the, the structure, what to do next to racing, how you build them up to, uh, to start racing, and... Uh, yeah, it will be uh, will be good fun to to work with him.
0: Yeah, that must be very satisfying passing on your knowledge to to a young driver and watching him come up through the ranks. But you're not um, exactly old yourself. You're 35, right? So you've still got yeah. racing left in you. Is there anything outside of WEC or Formula One? Is there anything else that you'd like to race in? Have you got? Have you earmarked something in future years that you'd like to do?
2: Um, no, no. I mean the, the 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 LMP2. I really enjoy that. It's a good car, good racing. Uh, and I really enjoyed to work with uh, Fritz Vanier, the, the driver I, I race with. And um, um, the only thing maybe I would like to do that's still on top of my list is to do the Daytona 24 hours.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Of course, the 24 hours Le Mans, it was uh, nice. We're going to do it again this year. But uh, yeah, one, one thing that I really would love to do is the 24 hours Daytona. So uh, hopefully I have the chance to do it uh, already next year. But, uh, but let's see. Um, I, I mean, still enjoying racing. I'm still quick to be honest uh, so that, that's good and, and I have the experience in the, in the, in, in the whole series and that, uh, that means a lot and to be honest I really like uh, working with Fritz, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah it's good fun.
0: No no, um, no, interest in hopping across to a bit of Formula Reaction. No, 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 it's
2: not, not really my thing. Uh, <laughs> of course the way they build it up because uh, I, I know the owners from the, the, the whole series quite well Big respect to the guys, uh, big respect that they build up uh, so fast. They have, they have all the, the big manufacturers there. So uh, I, I love to see the races. I tested myself the cars and
1: um, I don't really like, like it. No. <laughs> Not my thing. <laughs> well, fair enough. Um, what's your road car though? What do you drive on the daily? I have a Porsche Macam.
0: Oh, uh, nice.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a GTS, but
2: uh, I live in Amsterdam, so I'm not using it a lot. Yeah, um, but sometimes, you know, with the family, I have a young boy from nearly two years old. Quite handy to have a, a decent, uh, big car. So uh, if we go out, but, uh, we can take a little stuff with us. And uh, but, but we, when you live in a city like Amsterdam, everything you do with with a bike. Yeah, mm. you cycle around, and uh, that's uh,
0: that's good enough. Who's your Who's your best pal in racing?
2: Best pal um, uh, in my racing days uh, when I was doing Formula One, it was Nico Hulkenberg. I'm still in touch with him uh, quite a bit. Uh, it's, it's a nice guy. I mean, I grew, I grew up with him. He was also a bit younger than me, but we were racing the same go kart team, and then we were in Formula One for for three years together. Uh, guy good fun uh, relaxed uh, super talented mega fast um, and nowadays i think uh, i'm uh, getting along very well with uh, uh, with max because i know him from from, uh, from when he was a very young boy <laughs> a child actually uh, Yeah, and you know you come along with uh, I, I get along with a lot of people and a lot of drivers I'm easygoing guy, so that's good.
0: Just on, Not just easy. on Max. I'm curious when when you first saw him racing those years ago. Um, could you see that there was something special in him at even at that young early age?
2: Yeah, straight away, straight away. I mean, even the first few years in go kart, of course, it's tough to see. Uh, but once you go out uh, and race in Italy, race the World Championship, European Championship, I was still in touch with yours quite a bit, um, and you 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 could hear already. All around the paddock of go cars like, oh fuck, this guy is is the one. Watch him; he will do well. Yeah. And he won European Championship, World Championship, and then he moved to cars. And straight away, the first few tests, uh, first few races, it was super impressive. So, yeah, hopefully uh, he will win the championship uh, in Formula One soon. Yeah. Uh, the putting in Holland, the, the the racing is is huge and big at the moment. A lot of people watching Formula 1. Uh, it's a big happening here, so uh, that's also good for me.
0: Yeah, and, and there are some good Dutch teams. I mean, it's Van Amersfoort, isn't it, um, who are one of the, uh, the big teams in, in Holland. It, do you think there'll ever be um, uh, someone like them that makes the step up and has a team in F1? Um, it's tough. It's tough to, to, to become a Formula 1 team. I
2: think it's very hard. Uh, but of, of course, uh, we also have MP Motorsport from Holland. Yep. They're doing F3 and F2 at the moment. Uh, I think they had a good, good, uh, good race last weekend. They won with F two. Uh, they finished uh, second with F three. Um, so I think it's a very competitive team. But uh, to reach Formula One, you need to have a, a lot of budget, uh, a lot of money behind, uh, a big sponsor behind. Um, I, at the moment, I don't see it uh, yet. But you never know.
1: Yeah. Mm. Do you have any hidden talents?
2: Uh yes. Ooh, intriguing. Oh, yeah. Go on, man.
1: Um,
2: um my own my hobby was also playing but like like I like to play uh music, so uh, DJing and um I get on quite well with the DJ decks. The the I started in 2010, eleven, I got some lessons and I started to get, get better and better. Then it was good fun because you know we were racing was a test driver of Formula One and there were always some after parties. So the guys that, uh, hey, can you do some DJing? Yeah, I don't know. It's not, not, I'm not super good. Yeah, yeah do it. So I started do playing some, uh, some after parties there. And uh, oh. yeah, it was uh, good fun. And I have to say, I'm quite, quite good at it. Um, mm. I have a good friend of mine. He's uh, Ryan machano like a top DJ in, in Holland. Mm. He's playing. He's like a duet with the James. And, um, it's, uh, I play sometimes with him and uh, it's good fun. I enjoy that. It's, uh, music uh, makes you relax, makes you happy.
0: Oh. and uh, That's also important in life. That's very cool. That officially yeah. makes you the coolest <laughs> racing driver we've had on the show. Yeah,
1: Everybody else is just like, no, nah, not really. Nah, no, I cook no, a bit. It's like racing. <laughs> anyway. uh, so boring. But that was great. Um, th- All right then. Flip it on his head. What are you terrible at? Oof.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, Paperwork? <laughs> paperwork, yeah. Uh, no, I've, of course I'm. I'm running a business in Holland, a real estate company. Uh, I started this uh, two years ago, and it's getting uh, bigger and bigger. We do a lot of development in Amsterdam, and uh, we're making uh, very nice, cool properties, very high end. Um, but I don't like to do the, the paperwork. I'm, I'm good and uh, and I'm getting all the business together and uh, making
0: the most out of it, but workshop not my thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you, I'm, I'm <laughs> certainly with you. Um, we have a final three questions which we ask all of our guests. Um, Harry, you want to kick off with number one? Yeah, go on then, Guido. What's got you excited
1: at the moment?
2: Um, that Formula One started again. Uh, that, that's that's very excited for, for, for my life, but also the, the people in Holland uh, mm. here. You, you know, it, it's it's super cool. Uh, we've been waiting for it for, for a while now. And of course, uh, my own racing starts again as well. We've been doing some testing uh, last week in Barcelona. Uh, we have the first race in August, so uh, yeah,
0: I'm really looking forward to that. Nice. Yes. If you were not a racing driver, had this career never happened, what would you be doing? DJ. Ah, he gave you go, traveling. It'd be Tiesto, one of yeah, those.
2: No, 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 no not Tiesto. No, no, no. Actually, it was, uh, I was a big fan of him. I still am, actually. Uh, but I met him a couple of times. Super, super nice, nice guy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I like to, to play, but to be honest, I think... Uh, you can't, I, you I think can't do a Jaime
1: Al-Gashwari and, uh, and go off and become a DJ full-time. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I
0: mean,
2: you know, I think he's doing well, actually. Uh, yeah. But it, it, it's, uh, I think I, I would have been a, a businessman. Uh, my, mm. my father and mother, they had a big company in Holland. They bought. Uh, they sold the uh, baby articles like trolleys, rooms, mm. stuff like that. And uh, I think uh, when I didn't have the racing, I would have been doing that to, uh, to build up the business, company business from from the family. But uh, I'm happy I uh, I did my racing. Let's say.
1: Yeah. All right then. Well, final question for you, Guido. What are you scared of? Not much. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's yeah. My wife is always saying that that uh, that I'm never scared. Um, I've never been scared for not a lot of things in in my life. Uh, um, yeah, it's it's. I think maybe it's a bit of racing driver or or like an athlete. You know, they're never scared. I think once you, once you get scared, you should have stopped racing. Mm. Of course, you look you look at a different perspective perspective um uh, when you get a child i mean last year or nearly
0: two years ago i forgot our son
2: Jax. you'll look at life a little bit different um but i'm not scared i'm not scared
0: would you would you be happy if if your son went down the racing route um yeah i would like to do that with him
2: i mean you know if i look at the, the story jos and max Verstappen, it's uh, it's a super cool story you know, uh, the way they did it together and uh, to, 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 uh, to get him in Formula One at a very young age. I think that's uh, unbelievable. But uh, yeah, if my son would would love to race, um, I will not push him. But if he would love it, yeah, why not? Uh, but... Nowadays, the only thing what he likes is, is a ball. He likes to play football yeah. every day. He is the first word he was saying, not mommy, daddy, but ball. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he's becoming a football player. Who knows?
1: excellent oh well brilliant well hopefully we'll have a, a mini van der Garde, uh, in the sporting world uh, soon Guido thank you so much for coming on to the Motormouth podcast it's been amazing to chat to you about your career and get your thoughts on, on Formula 1 looking forward to going racing again this weekend of course for the World Endurance Championship to get back going as well for you um, but Guido Thank you very much for coming on to the Motormouth podcast. Yes, thank you very much, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Motormouth podcast. Do make sure you give us a follow on our socials, Twitter at Motormouth underscore Instagram at Motormouth underscore official. And on Facebook, just search Motormouth. You can download the Motormouth app where you can get exclusive video content from MMTV, create your own social profile, and interact with others, and check up on all the latest happenings with whatever motorsport takes your fancy. Don't forget to like, subscribe and review. And until next time, you've been listening to the Motormouth podcast.